1: Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, cut the world over from you. Yeah. Give a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger than yourself.
2: Bigger. Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Rear. Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
1: He told them to remember. See, the problem was with this church over time... They began to focus more on their hurts in Christ, their, their disappointments and their hardships. And yeah, I had this challenge since I met the Lord. And, and they slowly forgot how God had kept them, how God had preserved them, how God had uphold them. Tell the truth, you ought to be in jail. You ought to be in jail. Tell the truth, you ought to have lost your doggone mind with the craziness that's going on in your life. You ought to have been drugged out, turned out, tricked out. That airplane didn't have to land. You didn't have to survive that car crash. You don't know how God protected just getting you here, how many lights you had to go through, and the person on the other side had to stop. How soon we forget. How he paid you, he, he got you through college, some of you, and, and others of you, he somehow you graduated high school. You understand what I'm saying? Some of them clubs you were in, you were not supposed to wake up the next morning. Do you understand? Some of the situations you were in. It was the person next to you that got the roofie, and it wasn't you. You understand? You don't know that that, that the human traffickers were right outside, but they passed you by to go to the next. Remember. Now, the word remember here in in, in the Greek, and forgive me for doing too much Greek here, but it's still helpful. Was a word used for a sepulcher or a tombstone? A memorial. You put something on the grave. It was a memorial. And here's the question. Does God have a tombstone in heaven with your name on it? saying Oliver Jones loved me passionately. 2010 to 2014. But he's long since departed. Oh, I grieve those living days with Oliver. Oh, how I mourn for when our relationship was alive. He said, remember therefore from where you have fallen. Everything in this church looked good on the outside. And we know how to present. Everything in our lives can look good on the, on the outside. But on the inside, they lost their fire. They lost their sense of adventure. Their eyes no longer smiled when when, when they smiled. They, they, They stopped enjoying the ride and they stopped having fun. And Jesus has one word for this wonderful, wonderful church. This is one of the most famed churches in the world. Timothy pastored that church. Mary, the mother of Jesus, history records, attended this church. John himself was, was the overseer of this. Paul at one point, but then John became the overseer of this church. But what does he say? Repent. Now, this is not a command to feel sorry or really to feel anything. The term repent simply means, metanoia, to change your attitude or change your mind and go in another direction. It's just a mental turn. Repentance is not necessarily a a, a feeling. It's an action. So you can repent just like that. Change your mind and your heart. That's repentance. It doesn't always require tears. Sometimes we do cry because we we do stuff and and we're emotional and it's okay. But don't confuse the emotion with the act. Because how many of y'all have seen people cry crocodile tears? they cry long but then they do the same thing they didn't repent they put on a show they were sad they got caught but there was no real change it says repent and feel no repent and do the first works watch this though Jesus is about to get gangster or else it's never good when God gives you and or else, or else I will come quickly. Remember when you were a kid cutting up on the other part of the house and you hear one of your parents, aunt and uncle saying, don't make me come in there now. This is what Jesus is saying, or else I will come quickly and remove. Now this remove is not obliterate, though sometimes it can mean that, but here it means to, to, to literally move. All the fame, all the respect, all the renown that this church had. It was the leading congregation in its its region, in that part of the world. God was saying, listen, now I I love you and I'm for you and no one can ever replace you. But I, I need you to understand that what you have, I could quickly give to others and they will shine just as brightly. Now, I can't replace you, but I can replace you in that role. Pay attention to what I just said. And Jesus is clear. He will make the hard decisions. Note to self, the earth will not stop spinning if God has to use someone else to do what he told me to do. See, I'm like, I'm going to love that woman right because someone else, pay attention to what I'm saying. The wor- You see, w- we kind of, we're caught up in our world and we're thinking, you know what? You know, I got all these options. I don't have to do that. But you know what? God can put someone else. He can have someone else do. He asked you 100,000 times. God finally gets to the point, you know what? I'm going to let you do you and I'm going to do me. And, and, and he can actually give that, that wonderful thing he had for you to someone else. And I don't want that to be my testimony. He said, I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. Meaning you will no longer be that celebrated church, that celebrated person. You, you, I, 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 I give that to someone else unless you what? Repent. It said twice. And what he's saying is if you keep living that close to the edge. After a hundred warnings, I might just let you fall off and fall in. How many of y'all like this type of preaching? How many? many, Just a few of you. It's important, though. This This is important. This church stuff, this Sunday stuff, we have to dig into. But I'm almost there. I'm finishing actually early today. But this you have. Even while he's disciplining the Ephesian church, he's still looking at the bright side. But this you, you, you have going for you, basically, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans or Nicolaitans, which I also hate. This is really strong language for God to hate anything. But, but I'll cover this when we get to Smyrna, and we'll probably cover that the, the week after Father's Day. In verse 7, it says this. After all that was just said, it was said crystal clear. He encouraged them, and then he corrected them, and then he went back to encouraging them. Some people call it the sandwich method. He said, he who has a sandwich, okay, you have meat in the middle, two pieces of bread on both sides. Okay. And here's the deal. With your children, if you're only making withdrawals and you're never making investments, you will exhaust the relationship. So before Jesus made a withdrawal, he invested. And I tell you as a parent, and I've said this many times before, when my kids were young, I looked for opportunities to praise them. Sometimes they were hard to find. I mean you gotta look for it a magnifying <laughs> glass sometimes to find that joke. But when I find it I celebrate it, make a big deal of it. And that reinforced it in their minds. And they began to say, you know what, if, if I want to, you know, I, maybe I'm not doing that right, but if I want to make mom and dad uh, happy, I'm, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And it gave them a little bit of hope, and, 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 and it, it allowed me to pour into them sometimes before I took out. But watch verse 7. He said, after all I've said, I know everybody ain't going to listen. He who has an ear, Jesus said this himself, let him hear what the Spirit says. To the churches again, he had spoken very, very clearly. But as hard as you may try, you cannot make people listen. And you can articulate, enunciate, you can you can draw it on a picture, you can send it in a letter. But but here's the deal: people will hear what they want to hear, and, and John understood that. It's like those of you that have a heart. Because otherwise you're going to twist what I say and say, well, why is he so mean telling us to repent? You know, you shouldn't say that to, to believers. After all, we work so hard and, and all that. You know, that's what people, because they don't want to hear that. So, so we come up with our excuses. But then he continues. He says, for y'all, those of you that can hear me, even today, I'm not sure that everyone hears me. But for those of us that are not just listening with our ears, but our hearts. Here's the reward. To him who overcomes the temptation to write this off, the temptation to find fault with John, to find fault with the delivery and not deal with the content, to him who overcomes. This is important. God wants us to win in life. We are to be victorious in areas of our lives. I get so frustrated with church people that are just content just content, merely fighting battles. I'm not just trying to fight some battles. I want to win some in my life. I want to be victorious. I don't just want to be struggling all the time. I want, to, I want to win. Do you understand? And that needs to be our thing with God. Well, I'm just trying to make it over. I'm just trying to make it in. No, I want to abound. I want to, Man, I don't want to just slide in. I want, I want to make it in. You hear what I'm saying? I want there to be a large opening when I get in. You understand what I'm saying? To him, who I didn't look this up, it's probably Nikio where we get Nike victory. To him who is victorious, I will give. Meaning, those of us who win have a special reward. To him who overcomes, I personally will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. He's talking about heaven. And just like there were trees in the Garden of Eden on earth, we we find in Revelation the same stuff is up there. It's amazing how much heaven is going to be like earth. It it really is amazing. Um, God is creative and he he has a certain style and flair about him. And by the way, earth is his style. When you see green, blue, orange, and red, that's his style. That's the way he does things. So he not only, you know, p- painted his colony on earth uh, with certain colors, he, he, he first did his home. You hear what I'm saying? So so, so okay, well, I'm, I'm, I got your brain. Your brain going, uh-uh. But what Scripture is saying is if we would start using God's weapons to fight our battles, the weapon of love, weapon of peace, weapon of endurance, kindness, perseverance. God will bless us so much in our inner life. Thank God for the cars and the houses and I know where I live this county, the county next to us and county, I mean these are some of the wealthiest counties actually in the United States of America. We're all in the top 20. I mean we, we, big deal. We, we, but, but here's the deal. I watch y'all have all this stuff but y'all Miserable. Miserable driving a Mercedes wanting to kill the person in the seat next to you. In the mansion, but can't stand the person down the hall. And by the way, the person down the hall ought to be in the bed, but that's, that's another point. i go gone to meddling, but pay attention. Pay attention. We have all this outward stuff, but inwardly, we're towed up, we're messed up, we're stressed out, angry, bitter, upset, competing. He said, listen, to he who overcomes, I'll give him to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Do you know what a paradise of God is? It's not your car, your house, your home. It's in your heart. The kingdom of God is within you. He's talking about giving you inner life, man. That it doesn't matter the type of house or car you drive. You understand what I'm saying? It doesn't, all this other stuff really, really doesn't matter because the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. He's talking about the real stuff of life. But in order to get that, 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 that inner life, that, that, that tree, tree of life, that's vitality. That's perpetual life that doesn't end. That, that, that's, that, that's a well that never runs dry. I mean, to, in order to get it, in order to experience it, here's the deal. God has not moved. We did. Yes, sir. We have to come back to the love we had at first. God didn't change. It's that over time we changed. And at first when we lifted our hands, we loved them so our heart was so pure, our heart was so open. Then we got busy with stuff. Life happened and we moved. And God is saying, "No, I'm still here. Come back to me. Come back to the love you had at first. Love me wholehearted, lovely. Love me passionately. Love me crazy. I mean, be, 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 do do rec- love me recklessly. Stop being so careful and cautious about your love for me. Love me again the way you loved me before." Listen, He said, "I'm not really interested in your tithe. I'm not really interested in, 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 in just the song coming out your mouth, the voice. Or I'm not really interested in your." attendance what I need is your heart and if I get your heart everything else will follow automatically you'll do those things you're supposed to do but would you please come back to the love you had at first I want you to once again dance like no one's watching Love like you've never, ever, ever been hurt. Sing like only God is listening. And live like heaven is already on earth. God is saying, I have not moved. I have not changed. You've changed. If you just come back, and the way you come back is by remembering. Remember the things he did for you. Remember how far he's brought you. Stop just complaining about the things you don't have. Celebrate what you do have. Remember when you were confused and wrapped up and tangled up in your sin. God looked at you and said, live, child, live. I could do something great with you. Remember. Remember all that God has done. And it will change something in your heart. I'm going to go on the floor. Often when I meet with couples, I used to do this a lot. We we now have a whole ministry of people that do this. But I I, I would ask them, and it might sound silly to question. And some people might even argue with the way I I say it. But I asked a couple, why did you first fall in love and some will say, well, you shouldn't have a reason why you just did it. I got that, but, but I would ask a couple that. It's amazing. They, they come in here. <laughs> okay. When we finally get to that question, they start remembering. I remember how she used to make me feel. I remember I used to cook for myself. Now she cooking, how to add it to me or vice versa got to keep that straight now. this. <laughs> I remember how your smile used to make me feel. I remember how we used to laugh. We would just laugh. I remember how we used to talk. We would just talk. And as they remembered, light would start coming back to their eyes. We'd get back to the problem and they start to forget again. But Remembering gives us hope for the future. And we have sometimes forgotten. Your marriage is not what you want it to be. Well, remember when you were so lonely that you were just begging God to bring somebody? You've you got to remember. I, I, I could go on and start talking about more stuff and I should. But we tend to forget. And what God is saying, come back to me by remembering all I've done for you, how much I've loved you, how faithful I've been to you in spite of you or despite you. Reflect on it. And then go back to doing the things you used to do. You used to call on the phone. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Y- y'all know fall asleep, you know, and all the stuff. Yeah. You used to dance together. Mm. Now you're too spiritual.
2: Mm. <laughs> Come on. Save Michelle. Come on. Jesus.
1: You used to go for drives together. He used to just wake up and stare at them for a minute. I know it's a little weird, but some of y'all used to do that. go back to doing the things you used to do same thing with God go back to doing what you used to do there used to not be this level of complaint you'd freely give you freely you were know, hungry to get in God's word I'm, I'm going I'm to end with this Mr. Tutu. I was listening to him give a speech this was maybe 20-30 years ago he said in the speech he said, I'm from an agricultural culture and he was speaking to a bunch of Americans a bunch of us here and he um, was in D.C. He said, you know, those, those pictures I see on these glass walls with, with Jesus holding up some big old sheep and, and that being the lost sheep, he said, that never happens. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the baby sheep. He said, him carrying that baby sheep, it's always the baby sheep. He said, that never happens. Because the baby sheep is so hungry for mama's milk, it ain't straying nowhere. It needs to get back to the milk. He said, it's the old sheep. It's the old mangled sheep. The sheep with some experience. Those are the sheep. That's Trey. He said, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, you got to become like a child. I want to love my wife like a child, like a, like a boy, not just a man again. You get me. You know how I mean that. I want to love God not just like the bishop, but like the teenager I was. Understand? I want to love him passionately. I want to go for it. You know, I mean, when, when you're in love, it's like you're, you're on drugs. You do stupid things. You take risks, especially guys. We do dumb stuff. I'm trying to stop, but I'm, I'm almost there. I remember I was in college. I was in college and... um. This this new little girl I was dating. Um, And I remember I was, I I know, it's so stupid, so embarrassing. Just out of nowhere, I decided I was going to jump a trash can. (laughs) Without a running start. You know how that ended. She still dated me for a short time. But when 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 when, 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 when you no, nah, I was in love, like love, love, you know what I'm saying. But but when you Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but when you are really infatuated and, and, and it's new, you do crazy stuff. I know Jesus A lot of us, God can't you want me to do what? You you want me to go outside? in the cold weather with a coat on? Just for you? Because we lost. Yes. You mean you want me to drive to church With there's air condition, cushion seats, lights on? You want me to go there with them? I love you? Really, God? Mm. I got too much going on. Mm. Mercy. Mercy. Remember the risks. Jesus. The stupid stuff we used to do. Mm. All because either we were in love or thought. In my case, thought. Thought we were in love. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. Right now, Father, folks in this room, it's truth really for all of us, frankly, Father, on some level. We need to come back. You haven't left us. We left you. Father, you've not stopped being fun. We've stopped rejoicing. Lord, it's not that you haven't
2: been faithful. It's that we forgot. This has been Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. Access this message and much more for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join the Grace Church family for worship online every Sunday and Wednesday on social media at GraceChurchVA or on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, live big.